102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. Pretty straightforward. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. On Twitter or X or whatever we're going to call it this week, I'm at Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments, and you should, on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it this week, do so. Please don't suck. Make the show better if you can. Get straight to the point. Make sure you subscribe and check out the podcast we drop each afternoon. Here's a little tease for the podcast. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh because it's really serious. Taxpayers just finished the discussion about legislation. We now call it the war on sexting. Not exaggerating. Laugh all you want until it becomes law. Be careful what you ask for. So check it out. It's an interesting conversation, disturbing conversation. But you probably, if you're, if you're a human being with a life, you probably should care. So check out the podcast. The Jeff Ward Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts. And I would suggest that you check out the YouTube show as well. We post the Jeff Ward Show to YouTube as well. Even though I look like Shrek, that drops every afternoon also. Uh, Brandon tells me it's Friday, so typically on Friday something weird happens. I have nothing to do with it. It could be people in this building. It could be executives elsewhere. I don't know where it comes from or why, but they have created a list of songs that have historically been the most hated songs ever created. No one in their right mind ever likes the music. They're songs that make you want to stab yourself in the thigh. I just call them songs that suck, and your game is to name the artist... Name the year and name the song title. <laughs> Ed would like this song. Oh boy. Title, artist, year. I'll go. Careless Whisper. And it's not technically, I think I'm getting this right, unfortunately, because I lived through it. It's not George Michael. I believe it's Wham. With an exclamation point, I think. You are incorrect. It is opposite. It is not Wham. It is George Michael. Oh, shoot. This it's a, that's an easy error, though. Yeah, it is. Poor George. Damn it. Okay, well... 1986, Careless Whisper. Wrong again. Shoot. 1984. Same thing, whatever. It's garbage. <laughs> it's like one of those things no one has ever said. Oh, gosh, I like that song. That's a good one. All right, well, it's... Golly, there's a picture of Bill Belichick today. It's on Yahoo Sports that you can't look at it. You can't. We could do one of those, you know, your sophomore year in college psychology experiments you have to sign up for. We could do one of those and just show the picture and say, I want you to say three things about the man in this picture. And they're all going to be kind of depressing things. He looks like he is under a bridge with a shopping cart. 
They had to use that photo. Why will no one hire the most successful coach of our lifetime? A man chasing an all-time record cannot get hired with seven coaching jobs in the NFL that opened up. And two of them, I'll just keep saying it over and over again and probably say it over and over again next year, two of the jobs, Dallas and Philadelphia, should have been open. It should have been nine or ten coaching jobs open. And the most successful coach of our lifetime will get zero. Why? I think I can explain. And everybody's entitled to their own theories. He has 333 wins. He has coached in 10 Super Bowls and won seven. Both Seattle and Washington, as I sit here right now, are open. If either one of them wanted to hire the most successful coach of our lifetime, they would have already done it. I think it seems pretty clear that the reason why they have not won, they're not going to hire the most successful coach of our lifetime, who does look like he's got a shopping cart under a bridge. The reason why they won't is I suspect they're going to hire somebody, some coaches involved in the current playoffs. It seems pretty obvious. So I'm going to guess right now he does not get hired. It will be seven, at least seven coaching jobs open, and he will not get one of them. And I've made the case over and over again that Dallas should have made the move weeks ago. Dallas doesn't need new players. They need some IQ points, and they need some consistency. It would have made sense for him to fit in in Dallas. But Jerry Jones would not have a person as famous as Bill Belichick in his building. No way, no chance. The Eagles should have hired Bill Belichick as well, but they passed. So he will not have a coaching job this year. Why hasn't he been hired? Several reasons, I think. And agree or disagree with any one of them. I'm, I'm fine with that. But I'm going to start with a sad and the weird reason why he's not being hired. And then we'll work toward the football reason why he's not been hired. And I have to be, I'm going to argue with you. I think all of these things are factors. I don't think you can say you're just joking around, Ward. That whole shopping cart comment, you're just kidding around. That's not true at all. I actually think it is part of the reason why he's not hired, and I think you have to be honest with yourselves about that. So, among the reasons, number one, he's older, or old, however you want to say it, and he looks terrible. He's 72. Do I think there's a bias against older, ugly coaches? I do. Laugh all you want. It's not something we would talk about very often. It's not a big problem in society. The bias against hugely successful, old, wrinkled up, ugly football coaches. But I do think it matters. Absolutely. Take a look at the sport. Once you say, oh, you're kidding around, I'm not kidding around at all. Take a look at the sport currently. It has clearly moved toward younger, mostly offensive coaches But there's no denying it's moved toward younger and less ugly. The Patriots just hired a guy that's 37. Okay? I mean, I can go down the list. Do you know since 2017, half of the coaches hired are under the age of 45? Take a look at Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers. Take a look at Sean McVay of the Rams. Nick Sirianni, I know he has a neck beard, of the Eagles. D'Amico Ryan's in Houston. He's the anti-Bill Belichick. 
Mike McDonald of the Dolphins, the anti-Bill Belichick. Even Sean McDermott of the Bills is the anti-Bill Belichick. It's not accidental that owners have hired young guys. I think there's clearly a bias. Bill Belichick looks like he's been under a bridge with a shopping cart and a cardboard box. I know what you're going to say, and I'm prepared for this too. Oh, but Jeff, there's Mike McCarthy. You call him mumbling Mike in Dallas. Then there's Andy Reid. He's morbidly obese. Come on, Jeff. Okay, fair point. Number one, Mike McCarthy isn't 72. He's not. He doesn't look great, but he's not 72. Now, don't get me wrong. He should have been fired, but he should not have been fired because he's older and fat. He should have been fired because the team got blown down the first round of the playoffs. But yeah, if you want to throw it back at me, well, Mike McCarthy doesn't look like D'Amico Ryans. He doesn't look like, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan. Okay, okay, sure. I told you why Mike McCarthy's got a job. Mike McCarthy has a job because Jerry Jones doesn't want somebody else with a bigger name than him. And don't even, don't even start with Andy Reid. That's just stupid. It's a terrible example. Yeah, 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 he's fat. Yes, he's older. I think he's, what, 64, 65-ish? Yeah, but it's a terrible example. You know why? Because he keeps winning. He's playing for another AFC championship this weekend. They won it all last year. He could look like Shrek, and he kind of does, and he would still have a job. Pete Carroll, hugely successful. He's 72, he's out. Sorry. I think it is pretty obvious that it matters. It matters to the people hiring. I know the irony of the people hiring. The irony is the people hiring these coaches are old and fat themselves. They think, they look at Kyle Shanahan, they look at D'Amico Ryans, and they say, that must work. Yeah. Yeah. I think his age and the way he looks is a factor. Next up, analytics. Analytics. You hear the term a lot. Analytics is this implementation that decisions in a football game, of which there are several, should be, should be driven by statistics. And this is no joke. There are a lot of NFL teams, I, and probably most NFL teams now, are going to statistics departments around the country to get PhDs to give them data on what to do on fourth down, what to do on two-point conversions, what to do about field position. It is a real thing, and it's not just a throwaway term. These analytics are driving a lot of what goes on in the NFL today, and teams are buying into it. Teams are contracting out statisticians to give them data. Owners... You know, I mean, a lot of them are finance guys themselves. I mean, they, you know, their life is spreadsheets. I think owners have been convinced that analytics is the future. And I don't know if you've ever heard Bill Belichick. Now, I know you don't know what he says. No one ever knows what he says. But Bill Belichick has been asked many, many times about analytics. And you know what he does? He growls at the people asking the question. I'm pretty certain he is about as anti-analytics as you can get. Not a dumb guy, but in a world of, well, the PhDs told us you do this, it's, he doesn't fit. It's not his world. In fact, it's very much what he's not about. Number three, clearly number three, Tom Brady. 
Now, you might argue life with Tom Brady and life without Tom Brady might be the most important variable working against Bill Belichick, and I don't know that I would disagree with that completely. But the Tom Brady thing has now completely tainted his legacy. Some of you might say it's tainted his legacy to the point that he's not going to get hired. Do I think this is a bigger deal than his age? Yeah, I think it probably is. With Tom Brady, Bill Belichick won 17 division titles in 20 years in six Super Bowls. They played in 10. Those numbers are not just insane. Those numbers are never going to be seen again. It might be, in, mo- in our, t- our lifetime, in certainly modern sports, it might be the greatest run in sports we've ever seen. And, of course, for a long time, we thought the two of them were a package deal. We thought, well, you could argue over a beer, you know, whether or not, you know, Brady had the greater influence or Belichick had the greater influence. I mean, either way, we thought they were a package deal until Brady left. It had changed the narrative completely. You have to admit it's changed your narrative. Tom Brady, since Bill Belichick has coached the Patriots, he's now out after this season. After Tom Brady left... Bill Belichick is 29 and 38. He won four games this past year. He won four. They were the second worst team in football. And the only reason why they weren't the worst team in football is there was a team that is just laughable. Carolina. They won four games. He's 29 and 38 since Tom Brady walked out the door. The Patriots were awful. It's undeniable. The fact that Tom Brady walked out the door and then went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl, solidified his legacy. It made the Brady legacy, I would argue with you, it makes the Brady legacy greater. It makes the Brady legacy even more impressive, and it completely makes you question Bill Belichick. Brady's legacy has gotten better. Belichick's has taken a huge hit. So much of a hit, I could argue today, that he's not getting hired. No joke. And then finally, in the end, again, I think all of them are factors. I really do. And it's pretty amazing to watch and think about and put it all together. But I do do think in the end, there is this sort of football equivalent to taking the keys away from an aging parent. Not not that he doesn't know the game. That's not not true. It's, It's more to it than that. The thing that has been reported now and... You know, I think it's kind of sad, and I don't think quite fair that you want to leak this stuff, but I suspect it's coming out of Atlanta because that's the only place that was even going to talk to him. God knows Dallas didn't. The thing that's being reported that makes sense is that Bill Belichick wants control of the entire operation. That means personnel. The very fair criticism on Bill Belichick is that Bill Belichick, the general manager, Bill Belichick, the person running everything having to do with football and personnel, Bill Belichick, the executive, ruined things for Bill Belichick, the coach. He's lost his credibility. You have to take those keys away from him. In fact, even I was arguing the reason why Dallas made sense, the reason why Philadelphia made sense is they don't need anybody to do anything else. You don't need Bill Belichick in a one- or two-year window to go fix the personnel of the Dallas Cowboys. You just need some IQ points to fix the football. But now it's being said that in Atlanta, and I'm not even sure that they were that serious, but in Atlanta he said, hey, look, I want control, and they're thinking, Old man, we don't want to give you control. You had control in New England. Look what you did. So we have to take those keys away from you.
the Patriots ran out of good players because he couldn't find and cultivate talent. No owner is going to trust him with picking out players. He's lost that. I mean, all these other things factor in. Brady walking out the door, then everyone's saying, okay, what, what do you got, bud? Let, let's see the genius at work. And his work was awful. It looks like he's lost touch with the game in that way. It's the very reason why Dallas would have worked. They don't need players. They need common sense. But he apparently wanted control over everything. And unless Washington decides to hand in the keys to an awful franchise, and if that were true, they would have already done it. There's nothing you need to know about Bill Belichick. They would have already done it. Same with Seattle. I mean, it's pretty obvious. No one's going to give him control. In fact, I think people are going to limit him or would limit him. So it really is. He wants to run the place, and the owners and the people hiring are saying, we can't let that aging parent have the keys. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. He was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better. Oh. Songs that the boy said, my name's and the artist, year, and song sin. title. But I'll take your bet, and you're going to regret, because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Because wow. hell's broke loose in Georgia. When was the last time anyone's heard this song? That's Charlie Daniels' band. Devil went down to Georgia. Two for two. Wow, the year. Boy, um. Opened up his case and he said, I'll start this show. And fire flew from his fingertips <laughs> as he rosined up his bow. And he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss. And then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something. You know, I had a phase not all that long ago. That may have been. Kind of a country rock phase, like Marshall Tucker Band and some other things. This I hate. This song sucks. Uh, I'm going to guess 1982. 79. So close. Yeah, whatever. Well, it's the crime. I'm sorry. The accident of the century. And it's gone very mainstream. Every day. I told you, I'm not giving up. I'm not letting it go, man. I'm not letting this one go until... All right, in case you don't know, uh, you've been under a rock. I don't know how you don't know. Guy has three buddies over to watch the Chiefs game and the playoffs. Next thing we all know, it's being reported the three buddies froze in his backyard in a residential neighborhood. He has a lawyer. Lawyer says he was on the couch asleep. He didn't know they froze to death. Uh, he thought he walked him out the front door. Next thing you know, there's three dead, quote, best friends in his yard. Now what? The homeowner has, they're all in their 30s, okay? Again, it's a residential neighborhood. 
Uh, it is gone national news for every good reason because it's just too weird. The families now are coming out and the families of the dead guys are saying, are you kidding me? Anybody really falling for this? So for some weird reason, law enforcement still says it is, it's, they don't, they're not investigating it as a crime. Right. The homeowner's lawyer says he was asleep for almost two days because he didn't know there were dead friends in the backyard until the police knocked on the door. Okay, everyone, so let's be very irresponsible and let's start speculating. What happened to the three guys that froze to death in the backyard? Quote, no foul play suspected and no toxicology report so far. Everyone, go. Your theory, go. I said be irresponsible. That's exactly what we're going to do because this thing is too weird. Uh, okay, I'll go. I don't believe this, but I'll just start throwing out ideas. They all OD'd at the same time in the backyard. Yeah, well, why would they go to the backyard to get high? Why? Why would they go from inside the house to outside the house to get high? And how possible is it that three people would OD at the exact same time and couldn't save each other? All fair questions. By the way, they're all in their 30s. Number two, one friend offed. Wait, one friend offed the other two. Yeah, you buy that? Why would he do in the backyard? Why'd they leave the front door and then walk to the back to kill someone? Why would they end how, by the way? It's a residential neighborhood. There's houses on front, back, and to each side. Why would they end up in the yard? Who kills somebody and leaves them in your buddy's yard? Number three, the friend. You know, the guy that slept for almost 48 hours, according to his lawyer. The friend killed him and dumped him in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You got another idea? How did he kill him? Why would he put him in his ba own backyard? What else? You got you got ideas four, five, and six. Um, you know, I is there someone else that did it and put him back there? I, one of the family members has come out in the last twenty four hours, and and I he didn't say anything more except this. He or she, no, it was, I think it was a he. He said they saw something they shouldn't have seen. And then it stopped talking after that. So I, I don't know what the implication there is. I think the implication is their buddy was, well, their buddy off them. Why their buddy would off them and then leave them in his backyard and try to spin the story that he was asleep for 48 hours is pretty tough to sell. And is it possible it was completely an accident? I guess it's possible. Why would three adults in their 30s with cars, mobile phones, and girlfriends and wives, why would they walk to the backyard and sit down and die? Okay? They're not on top of Mount Everest. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Suck Friday.
Exactly that. I think it is too. <laughs> so he's sitting there. I'm going to tell you something I'm not very proud of. I don't know how or why this conversation started. I've had a few experiences like this in the last several years. I'm having a glass of wine, sitting at a bar by myself. I have no idea how the conversation started. Oh, yeah, what do you do? In a band. Really? Okay. You know that song, I'm Too Sexy? What? Yeah, right said Fred? That's me. Oh, congratulations. All right, name the artist. No one's denying the song sucks. Okay, no, no one. No one anywhere, anytime says, well, that's pretty good. That's never happened. I don't even think the guy from Right Said Fred, had I asked him, hey, you do know that's trash, right? I'm sure he would have said, yeah, man, yeah, bloke. Of course it is. Uh, name the artist, the year, and the song title. It's, uh, I believe it is Right Said Fred. Correct. wonder what guy had the job of Hup. Hup. I got paid a lot, too. Yeah. Made a lot of money. Uh, I'm too sexy. I think it stops there, but there may be parentheses. Is there parentheses? I think it's I'm too sexy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Year. Oh, boy. Well, it was that period of really bad stuff, which was a window of about 80 to 80, you know, grunge hit in late 80s. So, 80... Three, four, or five. Mm. Not even close. Mm-hmm. 91. No, Shut up. 90s, yeah. 91. Oh, this, Maybe 92. Don't conflicting. act like you know. This is terrible. You knew that? Well, Jeff, Jeff Ward, every time you ask me, I get it right. I, I, I <laughs> have 91 or I mean, 92. He should be playing this game, too. 91? I, I am. I'm, yeah, dude. The 88, there were some bad songs in the 80s, but no, nothing that bad. That was awful. Yeah, I mean, that's worse than the safety dance. I mean, that's safety yeah, dance. Yes, yeah, safety awful. dance. Awful. Wow. Ninety one. But I knew it was early early nineties. I was I had ninety one or ninety two. Because yeah. I I that's said I sat at the bar next to him or them or I don't know who I was, but it would have been in the early it would have been early two thousands. God, I hope they they came out with a new version in two thousand six. Stop it. Stop it. There's, a, there's, there's a lot another of money one. Out there, 
There's a Why new version. A new version? It's, it's a more updated version or like, something. What does like, that even mean? Call it a 2006 remix. I don't know. So I never words, heard it. They just they just reshot it and then put it out to make some more money. Maybe because a bunch Absolutely. of maybe you inspired him to redo it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a conversation over a <laughs> <Yeah>. bottle of wine. <laughs> he said, "You know what? I met this American uh, guy that never said anything bad about my music, so it can't be so bad. Let's put it out again." <laughs> so this is your fault. Was he British? Yeah, right. Separate. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, I don't even know. Of course, I didn't even. I didn't at any point say. By the way, your name. What, what is your real name, man? I. I it was so bizarre. I, I I didn't know what to say. I mean, when somebody says, "Hey, what do you do?" and it's just a you know just a friendly conversation because you're right next to each other having wine. I'm in right. I'm right. Said Fred. Oh, you act like Where were, you just roll with Fred. it. You just roll with it. Where were the chicks? Zero. I mean, None, where were the no, nowhere around. And I can tell you because he looks like right. Said Fred. Remember in the video? Wow, remember that? in the video he was in like a, a fishnet sweater or something, if I'm not mistaken? He was half naked through most of that out. video. I blocked it out. I don't remember that. <laughs> Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.